0: All right, welcome back to the show today. This is the Gospel for Life. Uh, we have the usual suspects around the table today: Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogan from Day Spring, Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale. I am Josh Bell's from the Well Church. And why don't you introduce yourself, since I, I, oh no, you do I a great it job up every time. No, I'm
1: <laughs> Pastor Ryan Hippel from. Treasure Valley, RPC, Reformed Presbyterian Church.
0: All right, excellent. So, uh, real quick, you want to plug our conference? Oh, I was, yes, I, that would be great. On October
2: 21st and 22nd, we have the annual Reformation Boise Conference. We are very excited. Um, Dr. Joel Beakey is coming back. He was here in 2017, and with him will be Derek... Thomas, Doctor Derek Thomas, both men have been serving and laboring in God's church for decades upon decades, and they are going to bring that wealth of information with them to then talk on that subject of the church. Um, We are extremely excited about um, that event. To register, you can go to ReformationBoise.com. You can't be the first person to register. I'm so sorry about that because that is Josh Bales. I was actually wanting, instead of to just plug the conference, to come back to the topic that we've been talking about. We've been talking about sin, and maybe you were listening yesterday, and you, you said that was uh, kind of depressing. I mean, you, you guys talked an entire show about about sin. Well, the reason why we're doing this is because there are really two great things that a person needs to know um, in their life, and the, the one is God, and and the other one is is to know ourselves and and to know ourselves is to know our sin Mm -hmm. and and both of those things are necessary for us to live and die in 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 comfort um and so the reality is we've been talking a lot about who god is for a while now and now we're coming to the relationship between god and, and man and unfortunately that relationship begins um naturally with being created in the image of God, which we just spent some time talking about, but that didn't last. And now the relationship has radically changed, and the relationship now is is defined by our sinfulness. So, as Josh said yesterday, hang on, we're getting to the hope part, um, but we do have to establish
0: the need, and the need is really addressing sin. You know, i got to say, on this topic of sin, um, the way that the Bible describes um, us as human beings is a proof itself of the inspiration of Scripture. If you go to Romans 7 and you read how Paul talks about his own interaction with sin, if you've never read the Bible before, you could pick that up and you say, how does Paul know me so well? Mm -hmm. The things I don't wanna do, I do. And the things I do wanna do, I don't do. Uh, Who will save me from this? And you can feel the the inner struggle that Paul has. You, You pick up the Bible and wherever it talks about sin, there's no other book on the planet that is, is crossing all of our T's and dotting all of our I's and, and uncovering the innermost depths of our being. So consider that. So we kind of left off yesterday um, kind of touching on um, Adam's um, sin, original sin. How does that, what does Adam's sin have to do with us? I mean, why, why did one person's sin have, have anything to do with us, you know, thousands of years later? Well,
3: Adam serves as our representative, and, and we're talking about the Adam and Eve, the first uh, two humans created by God, created in His image, created very good. Um, it, in terms of a representative, um, apart from the second Adam, which was Christ, we couldn't have have had a better one. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we think, "Well, I would have done things differently." Uh, however. Adam created as he was with the – he created in – you know, as as a righteous person, um, without an inclination to sin, yet still had the capability to sin. We we have an inc- Ever since Adam's sin, we've inherited that inclination to sin. That's what we talk about: total depravity. We talk about those things. He, as our federal head, you know, he confirms us in that direction. You know, all we like sin have gone astray. We're told in in Romans chapter five. Uh, verse 12, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. It's a reminding us of, of Adam being our, our you could call it a federal head, he, our representative, the head of the human race.
0: And federal just comes from the word um, covenant in, in mm-hmm. Latin. So he's our covenantal head. He represents all of our interests in the garden.
1: And, you know, to that, maybe this is a little bit where the hope comes in. Um, You know, some people hear that and they kind of like what Brother just said, there could be an element of, well, that's not fair. You know, why doesn't God give us all a chance? It's like, well, if you want him to give us all a chance on our own merit, then we also, he would have to do that for our salvation as well. And as uh, um, Pastor Jonathan mentioned, the second Adam, that is Jesus Christ, jesus christ is now our covenantal head mm-hmm. he is our federal head and and like you know uh, paul goes on in uh romans 5 um beginning in 18 therefore as through one man, one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so also by one man's obedience Many will be made righteous. And so, that aspect of a covenantal head is what we have in Christ as well. And by God's grace through faith, Christ's righteousness is mm-hmm. imputed to us.
2: Just to say that just slightly differently, sometimes you hear people say, Well, I don't want someone else to represent me, I don't want Adam um, to be my federal head, my representative. Um, and what I used to tell my students in, in school when I taught is, just be careful what you were wanting and what you're asking. Um, if Adam isn't a federal head, then Jesus can't be either. Um, it's a both and situation. And so in Adam, all were made sinners. In Christ, he makes many righteous. Mm-hmm. And so the fact of the matter is, yes, we didn't choose either one of our representatives. However, um, God in his great wisdom chose our representatives for us. And he chose, in both cases, the best possible choice. Mm -hmm. Adam in the garden, created in paradise with true holiness, righteousness, and knowledge. You couldn't ask for a better choice as just a mere human being. And Jesus Christ, true God, true man. You couldn't ask for a better choice. Yeah, and so that's where you you have to kind of either accept
0: both or reject both. Yeah, and that's the theology of 1 Corinthians fifteen of Romans mm-hmm. five. Real quick, um, some empirical evidence of the the reality of uh, Adam being our federal head of sin being imputed to us um, is as Jonathan mentioned yesterday. Babies, look at babies. Um, tragically, babies die. Mm-hmm. Um. what accounts for the death of babies in the world? Well, sin does. The mm-hmm. wages of sin is death. The only reason why people die is because of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, I would just say, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to teach babies to sin. You have to teach them to be righteous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. first never <laughs> have to teach them <laughs> to sin.
3: The first I- word they they learn is no. <laughs> I think
2: Vodi Bacham calls babies vipers and diapers. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, there's, there's some truth to that. I, I can remember carrying my daughter into a postal annex you know, years ago, and, and someone said, oh, isn't she an angel? And I said, oh, obviously you don't believe in the doctrine of original sin. I, I just saw it played out a, a, little, a little while ago. She's, she's a barely a toddler. She toddles and she falls into an inanimate object and then she begins striking it violently. With her hands you know? <laughs> so yeah. I mean we have that we have that capacity within us is what we we need to recognize yeah. and and the Bible does say that all of sin uh, you know there you know there's none that do good I mean we're not none of us are perfectly good yeah so and and if you know you you know you're not perfectly good I mean there is no doubt in your mind that you're not perfectly good yeah. and if that's the case You have this sin, and you have to ask yourself, where did it come from? It comes from,
0: uh, you know, because we're born into it. Derek Thomas, one of our speakers coming up at the conference this year, um, he was teaching on these uh, lectures, foundations of theology, and he was visiting a member of his congregation. I think this was when he was still in Scotland. I know he took over for… Sinclair, um but um he met with this elderly widow who was a shut-in um, because of her health, and he began to read the bible to her and this this notion of sin came up, and she got this glazed look in her eye, and she said, "Why are you talking to me about sin? I never even leave this house <laughs> <laughs> as if sin is outside of her it's mm-hmm. what society does it's what the world does it's a fundamental mis i mean it goes back to that qu- quote you had yesterday from gk chesterton what's wrong with the world mm-hmm. i am yeah i am mm-hmm. what's wrong with the world
3: yeah there's there's visible
2: evidence of that empirical evidence that men sin the Bible often, especially um, in the Psalms, will talk about sin in three categories. And maybe that's helpful. Um, Psalm 51 says, Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Um, and we could look at that and say, Well, that's just parallelism. Um, but in this case, it's not. Um, it's actually three different words that have three different meanings with regard to our behavior, um, iniquity, transgressions, and sin. So maybe it would be helpful for the listener because I think it captures the totality of our sinfulness. So what, what does the idea of a
0: transgression mean? trespassing a, uh, a boundary that an authority has set up. So in this case, God has set a, a boundary, not only to Adam in the garden, but to us in his moral law. And when we um, trespass that boundary, that's a transgression. Mm-hmm. I, I just
2: was listening to a podcast the other day with um, a man by the name of Fesco, that doesn't really matter, but he just wrote a book on, on the, the covenant of works. And in that, he was talking about the, the idea of tra- transgression often is linked to the covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the idea that you transgress a covenant, that you've gone beyond the bo- boundaries or the border
0: of what God has established as right behavior. Well, all the relationship is covenant. Yeah. Um, so the second one is iniquity. Yep. So then let me ask you, what is iniquity then? <laughs> so
2: iniqui- iniquity deals more with the idea of moral... Purity or impurity. Um, So in this case, it's it's you have done something that is morally impure in its
0: behavior. And then the last one, sin is just uh, missing the mark. And of course, it asks and the Hebrew word is is like shooting an arrow and you're missing the target. But uh, the question is is what mark are you missing? Well you're missing the mark that human beings were designed for they were designed to live for the glory of God that's the 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 adage over and over again whatever you eat or drink whatever you do do all for the glory of God um all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so missing the mark is failing to love honor glorify thank God as as he deserves mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and i think you can see this in in our lives i, I mean my parents tell a story that I know is is just made up, but apparently I also I <laughs> <Liars> wanted <laughs> <are> things, <yeah. laughs> But apparently in their is it about Santa Claus in their money, that. yes <laughs> that I wanted to play in the road and um, my dad apparently went down on the end of the the lane and and in the gravel drew a line and said you can't go past this line. And how he tells the story is that I proceeded to go right up to the line and then put my toes over the, over the edge of the line, um, which I know that couldn't be true. Um, <laughs> but if it was true, that would be the idea of a transgression. Yeah. I knew where the line was, yeah. and I wanted, to, I wanted to go slightly mm-hmm. past it, mm-hmm. um, which then relates to iniquity, which shows the impurity of my heart. It reveals my rebellious spirit that I had even mm-hmm. as, as a young kid. Um, and in some ways, it also shows uh, sin, that I missed the mark, that my dad had an expectation, and I chose to,
0: to not um, act in accordance with, with the mark that I had. So and That's why God has sent the Redeemer into the world. Mm-hmm. We'll, we're going to get to more. Stay tuned for that. This has been the Gospel for Life.